Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we have WKRN Nashville's Samaria Terry coming through the show. We're going to talk a little Tennessee Titans and a little bit of playoff action. Get you prepared for the games coming up this weekend. But first, of course, uh, Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're tuning in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. And if you would, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes as soon as they drop. Don't want you to miss that good information, y'all. Also, of course, on Spotify, if you like the show, like what you're listening to, go ahead and rank the show. Five stars is preferred. Now, on Apple Podcasts, they have the rating and review. So, go again, rate the show five stars, you know. Thank you in advance and go ahead and drop a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, before we get into the conversation with uh, Miss Terry, what we're going to do, we're going to get a little bit off your chest with the get off your chest segment. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Mr. Todd Downing. Todd Downing, along with offensive line coach Keith Carter Secondary coach Anthony Midget and offensive skill assistant assistant Eric Frazier were fired by the Tennessee Titans on Monday. Now, for some, it couldn't have happened earlier. It should have happened earlier, I should say. A lot of things that a lot of people were not very happy with Ty Downing in terms of the fans. The one thing I would say that a lot of fans say he was very predictable. Now, give you an example. Like maybe three or four times they passed the ball on first down against the Jaguars. Excuse me. Yeah, they did. Three or four times they passed the ball on first down against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The other times they ran the football over and over and over again. It's not like he didn't mix it up, and that's that was an issue uh, throughout the season. Another issue I, that I, I did notice, and I'm not trying to pile on Ty Downing, I'm just saying things I noticed. But another thing I noticed is, you know, you have receivers, you don't have necessarily a, a dominating or especially deep uh, receiving core, which, you know, at the beginning of the year, you would think that with some of the pieces that they had, they had a little bit of guys that could make plays, you know, combine it with the offensive play calling. Uh, but unfortunately, it just did not work out. Um, you know, you had guys that really couldn't get open, you know, as, as shown by the, uh, the lowest amount of separation from defensive backs in the NFL. That's a true stat. So with the offensive coordinator, you would think, you know, they may try to, you know, run some rub routes, things like that to get his guys open. It just seemed like Ty Downing would not run those rub routes or those combination routes to get guys open. Um, you know, you had Chega Quanco and Traylon Burks, who, for all intents and purposes, were their their best, uh, you know, weapons in terms of uh, you know making big plays. It, it seemed like some games 
didn't go to Trailer Burks or it didn't go to Chick and Quanco. I mean, it just it, I just didn't understand those two things, and that was frustrating, and that's probably part of why he got let go. Now, offensive line coach Keith Carter, I totally get you had three guys out on IR when it came to the last game of the season, but you know the true test of an offensive line coach is you know when one guy falls off, you have another guy step in and it can actually at least be solid, if not average. With Dennis Daly. It just seemed like it wasn't quite, you know, there. Then you had other guys come in. It was kind of mm, wasn't quite there. And if you also, if you notice the that that Derrick Henry was getting touched in the backfield literally every single play, even when the the starting offensive line from the beginning of the season was intact. So that there in itself is probably why he's not here. And the secondary coach Anthony Midget. I will say that. Uh, you know, as far as your safeties, you, you have one of the best safeties in the NFL in Kevin Byard. You do. But as far as cornerback play, things like that, it just, it, it was kind of a little choppy at times. Of course, you know, I can't, you, you're dealing with younger players. I, I totally get that. But, you know, some players you're looking to make that step up, like a Christian Fulton, to continue to make that step up and get consistent. Um, but he was consistent at times, at times during, you know, the first part of the year. But as the season went on, you never knew what to expect uh, sometimes from Christian Fulton. Uh, Roger McCurry has a lot of ability, but, you know, you still got to tap into that and, you know, still has got to continue to, you know, get better with ball skills and, um, you know, just different things as well. But that's probably part of the reason that he is gone. I mean, of course, I'm just speculating. I'm just staying off of things I watch. And offensive skill assistant Eric Frazier, uh, I mean, He's probably grouped into why Ty Downing is not here as a coach anymore. So the, the many wondered whether Mike Rabel would let go of Ty Downing, uh, whether he'd be loyal to him or not. Um, you know, the, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You had to let him go because this offense went from, what, fourth, I believe, under Arthur uh, Smith, who is now the coach of the Atlanta Falcons, to 15th under Ty Downing his first year, to 30th at this year. That's just unacceptable. You can't continue to uh, placate that and say that you're trying to get better as a team. You just can't. And it is what it is, and they're let go. The two places where the Titans have uh, had some issues this year, the offense, of course, the offensive line, of course, and the secondary, those positions, coaches, gone, as well as offensive coordinator. And now it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in next. Boy, oh boy. Whoever they bring in definitely has got their work cut out for them. That's the Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, you will hear my conversation with Miss Samaria Terry on touring the AFC South. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to. Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 
1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, if you have been sleeping under a rock, you saw where the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars played on Saturday night in front of the nation. And of course, unfortunately, the Tennessee Titans did not come out on the greatest end of that result. And I figured I would bring someone in that actually keeps a keen eye on them for the news. That would be WKRN's Samaria Terry. How you Hi, doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Now, uh, for those that aren't aware, now I, I will say you haven't been here a a real long time, no. but you have. You are here in Nashville. You do talk some Titans football. But let me just give everyone a little bit of your background, if you would. If you would give everyone a little bit of your background. Yeah. Okay. So I, like you said, I haven't been here long. I, I got here the first week of October and Corey has made it known that the Titans have been losing. since. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before that I was at our sister station in Memphis. That was really fun, but I kind of got there like midway through the pandemic. So we didn't have like open locker room or anything like that, but it was fun covering the Grizzlies. Um, and their playoff run and covering like Memphis Tigers men's basketball. That was really fun. Uh, football was fun too there. And then before that, I was in Jackson, Mississippi. So that was fun too. I was there before Deion Sanders, which I'm like, oh, I hate that I kind of missed that, but um, got to cover Jackson State, got to cover Alcorn, a lot of HBCU football down there. And still got to cover like the Mississippi schools in the SEC. And then before that, I was in Wichita Falls, Texas. We did a lot of six-man football. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting, too. So I really have, like, worked my way up to get to this point. So it's been interesting, my my career so far. Gotcha. So when did you first know you wanted to actually get into the news and kind of entertainment space? Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny because we had a, a news show at my elementary school and I did that. Okay. Didn't even think anything of it. Did that. Uh, they would like film us doing like the morning announcements and the Pledge of Allegiance and stuff. And then when I got to high school, I did the morning announcements on the intercom. Still never wow. really thinking about, oh, you know, maybe you can do the news or TV. Uh, went to Auburn University as a physics major because I really love mm. physics and calculus in high school. Um, and then I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I don't think I want to do this. My mom majored in communications. I feel like I kind of got that passed through my DNA. And eventually I just said, okay, I, li I like to tell people stories. That's a passion of mine. So let me kind of explore that option. And then I went to liberal arts and that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to do journalism. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from physics to journalism, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting one right there. It was so crazy <laughs> because I was like the only female in my honor honors physics class and I'm like yeah no we're not doing this <laughs> <laughs> no, oh no, my goodness 
Oh my goodness. Now, um, you know, we, we definitely, uh, interesting, an interesting path you had to, you know, find your way towards the news, but there's also another, another interesting path in the NFL and that's Mr. Josh Dobbs, you know, rocket man, the, 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 the mad scientist, whatever you want to call him, but he was the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans on this past Saturday when they took a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You know, a nice little segue there, you know. I know you appreciate that in the news. That was great. But as far as the uh, the Titans, of course, it was a bad loss. You know, they were up early, kind of had things yeah. going, and then just couldn't get anything going after halftime, which has been the norm for them this year and in the season on a seven-game losing streak. I mean yeah. – You've been here since October. You've seen the Tennessee Titans since October. I mean, generally speaking, what were your thoughts just on this team before you got here to see them? And since you've been here to see them, what has been your thoughts on them? Oh, man. Um, I had a Jacksonville guy tell me that they were like, the Titans were like the bullies of the AFC South. And I feel like that was kind of my thought process before I really got to know them as a team, just like covering them, especially like in Memphis, we just like ran highlights here and there. Always felt like they kept a good team. I was like, oh, I went to Auburn, so I had to root for Derrick Henry now. We're good now. But, you know, I was like, because he beat us up when I was in school. Um, But yeah, I think like they're just like the bullies. They're really good. They I felt like, you know, I really respected Mike Grable as a head coach. And so I thought they were really good program. And then when I but when I first said I was going to take the job here, they had lost those two games at the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, my God, what am I getting into? And then I got here and they won like what, five straight or something like that. Just completely turned the season around. And then it just went down. But I will say, like, you know, everybody talks about the injuries. That's really the biggest thing is the injuries. And I don't think a lot of people are really talking about, like, the off-the-field stuff. Like, that really affected this team, I feel like. Like, I don't think that it was the best decision to fire John Robinson in the middle of the season. Because what, did they win, like, one game after that? Um, I, I think that that was a I lot. Think that was won. something. <laughs> yeah, they and it, I just feel like that was something that we were talking about in the media. The guys were talking about in the locker room after the game like you know that was that was kind of the focus and i don't think a lot of people are really talking about that but i just think that those injuries were too much and then the off the field stuff and then losing your starting quarterback and that you're kind of figuring that out it was just too much yeah a lot going on a lot going on definitely uh with them and you know, now you have the Jacksonville Jaguars representing the division. I mean, you've got the young quarterback with the flowing locks looking like sunshine from remember the Titans. Then you got you got all the, the talented wide receivers. I, I like to call Zay Jones uh just me personally, I like to call him uh Bruce Leroy because if you saw his <laughs> opening press conference, he looked like Bruce Leroy to me. He but does with the, um, yeah. <laughs> No, Zay, Zay is yeah. good. I mean, who would have thought that Evan Ingram would have had the season that he's having? I'm just like, but that's just crazy because that really could be the Titans. I mean, like they have weapons on offense, but it's just like stuff just didn't didn't yeah. really click like that for them. Yeah, it is what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. the Titans just, just did not finish the way a lot of people thought they should or would. And now comes the offseason where some tough decisions got to be made with people with yeah. money, people with uh, 
who you're going to pay, who you're not going to pay. But one big decision mm -hmm. is probably going to be Jeff Simmons. Yes, you got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay Big yeah. Jeff. And I think that he just means so much to this this organization. Like just seeing him cry after that Jaguars game about like he's like, oh, I've been shooting up my ankle since week eight to play. Like, I mean, he really like puts his body on the line each week. We would see him in walking boots in the locker room, t ankle wrapped up. And we're like, how is he going to play on Sunday? And somehow he makes a way and he plays. And so, like, he he has to be number one. He has to be top priority this offseason for sure. Definitely him and another guy I want to mention, David Long Jr. That's another oh, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Long. And, I mean, you could just see when he was out just the way that the defense played when he's not on the field. You know, you have to kind of take that into perspective, too. Right, right. Now, the Titans are done. The Jaguars are marching on. And they have an interesting game on Saturday night. They're playing against the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert, which that offense right there, when it's clicking, they can definitely make some things happen with Josh Palmer on the outside, Mike Williams. You got mm -hmm. Keenan Allen. You got the muscle hamster at the running back position. I like to call him muscle hamster, but that's his, that's his nickname, actually. That's really? Actually I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Yes. That I is, uh, okay. So I have a weird nickname, so. <laughs> Oh Lordy, I don't know if we're gonna go into that on this episode, but hey, we'll 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 stick we'll stick with the playoffs here. But okay. um, but you know, definitely the Jaguars with the the high powered offense going into uh, well, yeah. I wouldn't say high power, but it can be explosive. And the Chargers definitely with an explosive offense on Saturday night. I mean, offense. Which one do you choose? I mean, it's gonna be great. I mean, are you excited to see that type of offensive kind of matchup with defense? Maybe. A few plays make a difference in the game. Yeah, I, I really am. And you kind of explained it perfectly. I I feel like I'm going to go with Jacksonville just because I, I feel like they, they have had the hot hand later in the season. Somehow they're figuring it out. Trevor Lawrence is like not putting so much pressure on himself to be, you know, to lead the team. He knows that he has weapons on offense that he can get the ball to. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think they have the hot hand. Everything's really clicking for them. But I do like, I do like the Chargers. I do root for like Josh Palmer because he went to Tennessee too. So, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Josh Palmer was a. Uh, he was kind of a sneaky good when he was at UT, and now in the NFL, it's kind of like he's expounding upon that a little bit more, which yeah. I, I can definitely appreciate the growth from him in the yeah. NFL. Um, as far as another team that's uh, looking for some growth in the, in the playoffs, that would be the Baltimore Ravens. They haven't really went very far, unfortunately, with Lamar Jackson past the divisional round. Uh, of course, he's been injured for a few weeks now, and he's supposedly going to come back versus the mm -hmm. Cincinnati Bengals. That matchup there is going to be interesting because, of course, the Bengals are the high-flying offense, and the Ravens are the, the run and run, run, throw to my tight end offense, mm -hmm. and especially going to be that way with uh, Devin DeVernay out for the season with a uh, foot injury. So in this game of kind of a mismatch of teams, do you think that the Baltimore Ravens have a chance against the Cincinnati Bengals? No. And I'm really oh. upset about that because I feel like I'm like Issa Rae. Like, I root for everybody black. Like, if it's a black quarterback, <laughs> 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 I'm like, like, love Lamar Jackson down. But I'm I'm gonna have to give it to Cincinnati. Like, I, I just gonna have to give it to Cincinnati. And we saw them up close and personal, and we know what they can do. 
Right. You got a thumbs up in the AFC South inbox from uh, Mr. Uh, Darius Montgomery. So thank you, know, you hey. Darius. I hope I'm not sounding crazy. <laughs> All right. Now <laughs> I'm going to go over to the uh, a few other games. I mean, okay. the, the San Francisco 49ers, they are going up. Uh, I can't remember the matchup they're going against. Well, I don't even know if it really matters because you look at that <laughs> offense. You've got Debo Samuel on one side. You've got Brandon Ayuk on the other. You've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and, and George Kittle at tight end spot. I mean, who do you who do you guard? Who do you guard? I mean, I feel like I mean, I, to... I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, like you, you're, that's a good question. Who do you guard? I feel like you need to probably put more of your eggs in McCaffrey basket. But either way, there's just so many, so many good players on that team. It's kind of unfair. Yeah, it's a uh, it's going to be a hard matchup for whoever they see. <laughs> <laughs> like Christian McCaffrey is unreal. Dude is unreal. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, glad that he is somewhere though that he can really shine like he's been doing. Right. That. Right, right. And of course, you know, of course the um For those that have checked out my picture my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast you can tell i have a new image an updated image a professional looking image it's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of joshua silver's photography let josh at joshua silver's photography handle your personal branding business headshots portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. You got the Buffalo Bills out there and their story. Yeah. Of course, with, you know, DeMar Hamlin, and now he's in, he's back in Buffalo. He's still in critical that's condition, amazing. but he's he's getting more care, which, you know, definitely, definitely very amazing that yeah. that's going on. And, and did you see the inspiration that they played with on Sunday? Oh my God. I mean, yeah, very first play, 97 yards. Naheem Hines, like, what? They're going to drug test him. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to drug. They probably already did. They probably already drug tested him yesterday. Um, no, that was amazing. That that whole situation, I was I was floored because, I mean, when, when we were watching it, you just thought that, you know, maybe he was concussed or we've seen guys like, maybe get the wind knocked knocked out of them a little bit. They kind of get up too fast or something and they fall back. That's what I thought it was. Um, I had no idea. I don't think anybody thought that it was going to be to the magnitude that it was. And then on top of that, to see like the outpour of support that he's gotten everywhere. I'm like, that is so wild. It's amazing. It really is. Very much. Very much. I know like for some Titans like Rashad and, you know, that was really touching for him. He was very emotional about the about DeMar because he played with him at Pitt. Um, so it touched a lot of guys. And I think some of them probably were thinking, okay, well, I have to suit up and play, 
you know, could that happen to me? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. And um, another another mention from uh, in the AFC South, uh, twenty AFC South inbox. Hopefully they pay him. Actually, what's going on with the the Bengals? I mean, the Bengals, uh, the Bills. They're actually going to pay him. They're working it out with the NFLPA to, to pay him his full, his full salary for the season, even though That's he's on amazing. the IR, which is awesome. Because there was somebody on Twitter. I can't remember what, what the guy, he was like on a smaller podcast, but he was talking about how, you know, what the focus needs to be now is why does it take so many years to get like pension and all that kind of stuff in the NFL when these guys like DeMar at the time, if he can never play again, then he did not play enough years in the NFL to get his pension. And so he's going to have to be paying hospital bills and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that that's kind of interesting too. We should be shifting the focus on, you know, mm-hmm. paying guys and being able for them to get health insurance and all of those things that are really, really important in a, in a violent sport like football. And they shouldn't have to play four years before they can get that. So well, I, I definitely hope- understand. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of politics, definitely a lot of, uh, you know, owners with money. And, and like I, I like to tell yeah. people, you know, everyone wants to get mad at Roger Goodell about all these decisions. But people have to also understand he is just the mouthpiece for the owners. Yes. The owners make this decision, not Roger right. Goodell. So, right. you know, but uh, one game I really want to talk to you about, and it's, it's probably the last one we'll go over, is the Dallas Cowboys head into – Tampa Bay to take on Tom oh. Brady and the Tampa Bay. Oh my Bay gosh! Bears. I my mom is a huge <laughs> Cowboys fan. Like I, uh, it's it's really ridiculous. And my dad's a Steelers fan. I don't know how they how they got that together. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was like, Mom, where is that game going to be played? And she's like, In Tampa Bay. I said, Oh well, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry because I just feel like. Tom Brady is really going to be coming into this game with a chip on his shoulder. A lot of people are like, he's washed, he's done, he should have retired. And he's going to be coming in to to prove a point. And any given Sunday, Dak Prescott can throw three interceptions. I love him down, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's either going to be a really, really good game or it'll be like a blowout. Or somehow Tom Brady comes back and wins it like he always does. Yeah. We'll yeah. definitely see. It's going to be interesting because the Dallas Cowboys really stunk it up this past Sunday, twenty-six to six to the Washington Commanders. That was, God, that was. That's that was what I'm saying. I'm like, sometimes they look really good, and then sometimes they look really bad. And I just, I feel like down in Tampa Bay, you're not probably going to look good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> if they get beat, you're pretty sure that that Twitter is going to be talking all about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially Stephen A. Smith. Oh yes, he's probably going to have a cowboy hat on with a cigar and everything. You know, he's, yeah. he, he, I don't know if you saw the uh, the opening of the show uh, this past week, this past. No, Monday, I when, should have watched it. Oh my god, I should have watched uh, it because I know he cut up. Oh, he did. He actually get went right at uh, uh, Michael Irvin. He was he, the opening of the show. He was uh, he was yelling at Michael Irvin. I was like, yeah, I knew he was going to have fun with this one. <laughs> oh my god well i mean you know it yeah. Is what it is. yeah it is what yeah. it is unfortunately all right well we have reached the end of the show but of course we have not reached the end of the entire show okay just the entire question just most of the question part of it okay but there is a game there's five questions 
There's two answers. Okay, my and you got to make one choice. Okay. You ready? No. <laughs> okay, go. All right. I've got to ask you this one because, of course, you are from Atlanta. Yeah. So I have to ask. Big Boy or Andre 3000? Which one oh are you taking? Oh, my God, Mike. Mike. <laughs> are you I serious? had to do it. I had to do it. <sighs> Three sticks. Okay. Yeah, he does. Every time he blesses the mic, he does do his thing, though. I, I, I like Andre. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Andre. All right. Two stadiums in Atlanta. Um, you got to pick one. Which one would you like more, Mercedes-Benz Stadium or State Farm Arena? I guess I would have to go with Mercedes-Benz Stadium just because it's it's new. But, you know, I'm going to have to go real big. I'm going Georgia Dome. Oh, okay. That then. wasn't All even right. an option. But we got... <laughs> <laughs> We're going Georgia Dome. Okay. I don't right. like how they had to tear down churches and stuff to get Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But it's cute. Got you. It's cute. <laughs> I hear you there. Now, of course, we're going to go with two Atlanta legends, one that you barely missed in Jackson and one that's still in Atlanta. That'd be Deion Sanders or Dominique Wilkins. If you had to say which one is Atlanta. Oh, my God. This is not fair. <laughs> this is not fair. I can't oh choose between those. You can't choose because they're both they're both legends in their sport. You can't choose. I can't. Yeah, choose. that's a hard one. I, no, people gonna be yeah, on me. I can't choose. Yeah, they are gonna be on you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choosing both. Like Shadow Sharp, yeah. both. B O A L. Both. I'm gonna let you slide since you're a first time guest on the show. Okay, thank you. But no. <laughs> All right, Matt, Matt Ryan or Michael Vick? That ain't even a question. That ain't even a question. I never liked Matt Ryan. We going Michael Vick all day. <laughs> all right. All right. And I'm going to go to this, to, the, to the playoffs. Two teams that have been talked about a lot in terms of Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations and teams that, you know, could win it all. The Chiefs and the 49ers. If you had to pick one team to make it, which one would you pick? Not those. All we're going to they're going to win. <laughs> they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, which one would you be if you had to pick one team to go to the Super Bowl? Which one would it be? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Cause I just All feel right. like when I'm watching when I'm watching a, a Kansas City game, like I'm always amazed at something that Mahomes does. I'm just like, I don't know. It is is I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs, and I and I I'm gonna say I think that the Eagles I think the Eagles may win it all. <laughs> oh we, oh we. Now now, wherever the Cowboys fans or the or, sorry the Bengals fans are listening, hey, you know I I I didn't coerce her into any answers. She gave those answers on her own. I just not. I'm just I'm just kidding. I know I told my mom that I told her I was going to say that on this and she was very upset with me, but I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be I the like worst it. thing for, uh, that would be the worst thing for, for Cowboys fans. The Eagles to win yeah. it twice before they won it again since like 90, the nineties. So yeah, I'd hate I mean, it for them. I don't know. I just feel like Jerry Jones just has some bad, like juju or something around him. He needs to get his life together. 
Yeah, he either needs you know? to get his life together or not stop being the GM. One of the right, two. he needs to, yeah, that's <laughs> probably the biggest thing. He needs to step aside and realize that it's time, you know, and I think that they'll see a, a really big turnaround once he does that. I hear, you. I hear you there. I hear you there. Now, we have officially reached the end of the show. <laughs> so I want to thank you for uh Give me or allotting me some of your time uh, yeah. to come on the show and talk a little NFL football. Of course, hopefully this won't be the last time you come on the show. Oh, no. So uh, I just want to uh, give you the floor, let everyone uh, know where they can find you, what all you're working on now. Folks, just want to let you know WKRN is in Nashville, Tennessee. You can still catch it online. That was at WKRN.com. Yes. Okay, cool. You can still catch it online as well, but hey, it's in Nashville, so you're going to catch Nashville news when you see Miss Terry on, on screen. <laughs> so go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you, social media, all those different oh, things. Oh, yeah. Like my social media is pretty much my name. Uh, Twitter, I think it's just my name. And then Instagram is TV. Facebook is TV. Are we, are we on Facebook right now? Yep, we're on Facebook. Because my Facebook is like, I'm getting notifications. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, as far as what I'm working on, that's going to be a good question. Like, um, I really wanted to try to see if I could do something with Fisk gymnastics team. I don't know if you saw that they made history over the weekend. That was huge. So I wanted to try to see if I could go over there and do a story. Middle Tennessee women's basketball have won like 10 straight games. So I want to try to get down there. Um, so now I, I feel like I can kind of focus on like really getting out in the community and doing stories on some of the smaller schools because, Titans have been king since I got here. So, you know, there's some other good stories around the area that we can work on. Yeah. Right, right. I got another one for you, too. I'll tell you off. Air. Okay. But, uh, yeah, thank you uh, again for coming on. Thank everyone for tuning in. You've been tuning in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Pat. We're out.